Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! And today is December. Why do I keep saying December? It's January 22nd, and it is 2022. And it is a kind of gloomy, rainy, wet day here in Central Florida, and following an actually very beautiful week. It's kind of a relief in a way, because um, I'll go into it in my podcast, but I've basically spent almost every day at Walt Disney World pretty much since my birthday, and uh, I can't go on weekends, and today I can't go, and so I'm sort of glad that it's raining, because I have a lot of stuff at home to catch up on, and this will help me with that. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to Yay. boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay. A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. That's right. You're listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess we'll see what happens, right? All right. So, um, what I want to talk about today is, first of all, I want to explain this whole thing about Disney World because I honestly think that there is a chemical – I th- okay, as many of you know, I've been struggling with a, like what I call dopamine-related issues, and I could go into the actual diagnoses later on, but I actually have a problem with dopamine, and it's – some professionals call it hedonic threshold – which is it takes a lot of stimulation to reach the level of dopamine that's needed for me to actually feel anything. And that has a lot of causes, but it basically was medically induced. In my case, it could have been something that was a preset thing in my genetics, but I think that there were a lot of interferences with it. But regardless of that, um, what I think is happening is... um, you know, I was very depressed and then my father died and I had some things going on and then came my birthday and I thought, you know, like my most favoriteest childhood memory or memories or memory really, memories are when I was a little kid and me and my brothers and my mom and my dad would go to Disneyland and we'd go on the Haunted Mansion and we'd go on various things, go on various things and it was great fun. And it was almost like we went every year on my birthday. And so this year came along and I thought, what a better thing to do than go to Disney World for my birthday. And what I found was that the anticipation level on the way there was great. And when I got there, I was shaking. I was so excited. And the level of, okay, then I got inside and I felt suddenly this huge just sigh of like, oh my God, I'm at Disneyland. It was amazing. And then I spent a day there and I was so pleased. And when I left, I felt this horrible, like I just didn't want to leave and felt this horrible, like, when can I go back? When can I go back? Very anxious feeling. And I thought, well, that seems like addiction to me. Then I went back and I experienced some of the other parks and whatever and I experienced that same exact feeling. And then 
I then my father's funeral and I went to Disney World because I thought, well, if I'm going to zoom into that from a remote place, I may as well be there. Then when I hang up, at least I'm somewhere I know I feel good. And so like imagine if I was at home. And so I came to a conclusion and I've discussed this with professionals and this does have a lot to do with how brain chemistry actually works. And I came to a conclusion that there is an actual chemical thing happening to me regarding Disney World. And it's related to the dopamine because it feels very much like the thing that used to happen when I used drugs. And so I thought, okay, there are rides there. And when you were on a ride, particularly roller coasters, fast rides, scary rides, things like that, there are actual chemicals that are released into your blood, into your brain from the, from the result of the ride. It's a physical reaction. It cannot be helped. The minute you go up on a roller coaster and you go down that first drop, your brain, it's the same exact chemical that happens when... Um, I don't know. It's just, it, when you're in your car and you run a red light and you barely miss a car that's coming at you and later you pull over and you're like, oh my God. And your heart suddenly beat like it's like a delayed feeling of like this. Uh, and you're so glad that you didn't get hit. Right. It's that's the very same chemical reaction that happens on a roller coaster, except for that your brain attributes it to being on a roller coaster instead of a car accident. Okay the same chemical it stimulates it and it and it, and then you're uh then there's reactive chemicals that happen in order to calm you back down okay that is the very same chemical reaction that happens on dopamine related drugs such as amphetamines and restless legs medications and dopamine agonist medications okay and cocaine and things like that very same reaction and so I did have a concern that, well, am I like substituting an addiction or not? And then I thought, what the hell? I asked my therapist. I asked my counselor. I, was like, I kind of feel like I'm being a little bit like nervous about something I shouldn't be nervous about. But I think there is a chemical reaction that is occurring. And I think that because I'm in pleasant surroundings and I'm walking around and I'm, you know, getting my legs, my restless legs are not restless and I'm distracted and there's all these beautiful children that are so excited and their parents are there and everybody's got matching t-shirts and family vacation they must have spent all their money for five years to go to disney world and it just there's just there's so many trees and and plants and it's also unreal that i think that there are multiple not just i mean the rides physically induce a chemical reaction but I also believe that the surroundings create an endorphinatic uh, also sub-reaction. And I think the two of those things are very similar to like uh, drugs, but it doesn't feel like I'm on drugs when I'm there. It feels like I'm at Disney World. The only time I feel it like it feels like an addiction type thing is when I'm not there. But my point is I have been trying for about three to five years now and people will attest to this that are professionals 
I have been trying every possible known thing to man in order to correct and restabilize my brain chemistry after years of abuse of my brain chemistry and body chemistry. And we don't even know if it started out right to begin with. Okay, that's how long it's been. And I have found a thing that is already paid for for an entire year for about $400. That's what I have spent total to go every day. Um, okay, I have blown off. Here's, here are the warning signs first. The warning signs are the fact that when I'm not there, all I can think about is when I can go again. When I get there, I feel a rush of anticipation before I get there in the car. And when I get there, I immediately have to go to the bathroom. And then when I get inside, I feel a euphoric feeling. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. And then as long as I'm there, I feel just very calm, comfortable, I don't have anxiety. I don't future trip. I just have a good time. And then I don't want to ever leave. And then the minute that I leave, I have a drop in my mood. I get angry. I get depressed. And then all I can think about is when can I go again? And am I blowing off things that are normally on my schedule in order to make room to go? Okay. Oh, my God. Have I canceled appointments this week to go to Disney World? Yes, I have. Have I rescheduled appointments? Have I, have I completely blown things off? Yes. Have I felt nervous when I couldn't go? Yes. Okay, so those are warning signs. And so I thought that might really be a problem. And then I, look, I've even blown off going to the gym. But I asked my counselor and he's like, look, you have been trying for five years at least or more to try to find a thing that is not harmful to you that is not going to destroy your body chemistry, that is going to correct your brain chemistry. It's going to make you feel good. Okay, how much money are you spending? I spent $400 for the whole year. Yes, I've blown off a couple of appointments and things, but you know, I don't think that's going to last forever. I think I, you know, I really feel today, like for in fact, today is Saturday and I can't go today. And I am in fact doing things I need to do, like catch up on my podcast. And I'll be doing some writing today. And tomorrow, I'll probably be doing the same. And I'm going to go to the gym today and catch up on my gym that I missed. And, you know, so far one time at the gym I missed. I've missed a music lesson. But the day after my father's funeral, I mean, come on. And, um, you know, I have my improv class next Monday. But I really think that the combination of a chemical reaction and the combination of being around all of those like very, you know, euphoric sorts of fantasy situations and scenery and the people that, especially vibes off of people that are there, like, you know, people have saved up their money their whole life to go to Disney World for three days. And, uh, and I could go any day I want. And so there's all of that, you know, and the people are so friendly there. And then the fireworks light display at night. I got to tell you that a thing happened to me the other night. I, I haven't really paid a lot of attention to the fireworks. So I thought, well, fireworks shows, whatever, at the castle, big deal. I've seen it. But no, they have a new thing now. They use that castle. 
I don't know how they do it. They must be using some sort of bogos and or gobos and some sort of, um, you know, stencilized lighting animation. But they literally use the castle as an animated. They literally animate it using light and cartooning. Um, it changes color. It it comes. It starts from the bottom and grows out of the ground. They turn it completely black. And then they literally like have it like grow out of the ground in green like a like a plant, and then it turns into a castle, and then fireworks shoot out of it, and it looks like the fireworks are shooting out all the way from the ground and jumping up those spires. You could literally see it. It is amazingly timed, and then they have it all playing Disney music with Whitney Houston, you know, as the narrator and whatever, and then suddenly it all goes dark, and then the whole thing lights up to be our guest. The song is Be Our Guest and fireworks are shooting. But all of Main Street becomes an animated cartoon. And I don't know how they do it, but they have all of the buildings become lit. They start at the end of the street. and They just, you know, like um, sort of trail all the way up. They turn into brightly colored buildings and the windows start to sing and the doors, they start to kind of dance. And then it changes color and the windows blink at you. And then little birds like are flying across it. And suddenly it, it, the new wallpaper on all the buildings. And then they're suddenly Dutch looking buildings. And then they're suddenly all different colors again. And then they're all themed one color. And then there's bubbles coming up and we're under the sea. And fishes are floating and we're in an aquarium. And the whole street is completely going along with the music. It is unbelievable. I have never seen a thing like it in my entire life. When I think about it, as you can see, I'm getting very excited. I get choked up in my throat. I well up in my eyes. It is literally one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. And to be immersed in the middle of it while it's happening. And the fireworks, there must be half a million dollars worth of fireworks every night. And it is just so immersive and incredible. And it literally the first night that I saw it, which was only like two nights ago, I came across it by accident. I came out of a ride. I was like, why are the lines so short? They're like, oh, they're getting ready for the light show. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, couldn't get through the crowd. So I thought, well, may as well stay here because I can't go across. The crowd was so thick with people. And suddenly it went all dark. And the voice came on a speaker from out of the blue. And, you know, Disney magic. And everything lit up a certain way. And it twinkled and it little starred. And I don't even know how to describe what they did to that castle. But they really did touch me with it. And I felt this just suddenly I had a spark of joy that I haven't had since I was probably six or seven years old or eight years old. And it felt so truly amazing. And so then when I left, I was like, okay, I think I know. And this is going to transition now into my talk about God. I think I know why God how I ended up in Orlando. You know, I avoided Disneyland for a whole year. But, you know, I have 100% faith in God and I don't get to always know what the entire puzzle is going to look like until it's done. Um, you know, I don't have the whole map. I only have the next stop. Sometimes the next one or two stops, but I never have the whole map. I don't know what the destination is. And so... um that makes it a little weird for me, but the the faith part of it is, you know, I didn't know. I, I had one, I, I, I thought I, I needed to get out of San Diego, which is what I did. And I asked God, where do I need to go? And God said, you need to go to Orlando. 
and I have explained that in many of my podcasts. I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. And I got here, and I have been so lonely, and it's been such a like long year of trying to figure out what am I doing, and I've made some friends, and it didn't work out. I met some other friends, and it didn't work out. And there's a handful of friends that are working out, and we keep it, you know, it's like not, like we're not like go out to dinner every night, but they're, you know, it's like a brewing, bubbling, small sort of simmering friendship, which I think is better because it takes a long time. It's better. And, um, you know, I have a pretty solid couple of people. And, but I was like, what is going on? Why is, I'm not normally this sullen and this horrifyingly depressed and been so dark and so long. And then this, you know, I went down to Miami and it didn't really work. Then I went to Fort Lauderdale and it did work. And then I thought Disneyland and I got there and it is working. It is working well. And there's so much to do there that I can continue to go. And um, you know, I have scheduled my next visits only once a week for the next few weeks because I'm doing other things. But I really, you know, I don't want to say Disney therapy, but I want to say that there is a thing that occurs it is a physical event and I pretty much can put science behind it that the rides and the atmosphere and the change of scenery and the, the just steady pace of walking around and the constant change of scenery and the anticipation of a ride, you know, the space between the rides, you know, the fact that I'm not at home just like ruminating or whatever, the whole bit is very... Um, I mean, I could see very easily how it could be linked to like an addictive cycle and I could see a, an addictive personality. But it also, if you have a problem with dopamine, I could see how after years of searching and finding a thing, I don't expect Disneyland to be the answer forever. I needed a thing that was supposed to stimulate the thing that needed to be stimulated in my brain physically in order to make it work again. And I think it's working again. And I think God brought me here for whatever reason, through whatever, more than one reason probably, but a part of the picture is I was meant to go to Disney World on my birthday and discover the fact that I could feel joy again and, you know, that I have this new sense of hope. And I'm not saying it's Disney that gave me hope. I have so many things against Disney on their politics and on their sort of, I mean, I like how they're like so inclusive in hiring and all that, but some of their social stances, I... I'm not that liberal, but I, my way of dealing with that is I don't get to deprive myself of my childhood memories and things that I enjoy just because their politics are bad. I just can't support their politics. And I do that by not giving them any extra extraneous money. So, you know what I mean? Like when I started watching Snow White was before I knew about politics. You know what I mean? And I don't find that anti-religion a story about a girl and her stepmother and all that. It's good to learn from things like that. So, no, I don't find it any kind of a conflict. And since I don't give them a profit by buying products daily, and a, you, you use that pass enough that you're costing them wear and tear on the ride. So, um, you know, that's my sort of way of justifying or actually not justifying, but balancing out my my politics but plus not wanting to deprive myself of a thing that brings me joy and so um you know and i'm aware politically of 
the stance and I don't allow myself to be brainwashed by that kind of thing. And I take the good with the good. So that, you know, God actually did guide me here and God has been taking very good care of me while I've been here. I can only say that because I don't know how else I could have managed all this time. I've learned a lot of lessons about money, about my faith in God, that God creates the money. It doesn't come, it comes through other channels, but it comes from God ultimately. The timing is always right. And, you know, somehow I'm at the right place at the right time to get the right result that I rightly would, not even that I desire, that's the right result for what is needed for me that I always, not always recognize at the time. And so right now, as you can definitely tell by my tone, um, there's been a very good experience for me. And, you know, just had my father's funeral on Wednesday, okay? It made me very sick to my stomach. It was very uncomfortable. Uh, I didn't want to be there, but I'd found myself a quiet corner at Hollywood Studios. I put on my headphones. I turned on my phone. I zoomed in. I listened. I said a thing when I needed to say something. And then I, when it was over, I tuned out. I went on a ride. It made me sick. I thought, okay, well, you know, we did what we could do. And then we went home. I went home. I was in a bad mood. But the next day I turned around, went back to Magic Kingdom. And, uh, you know, it kind of, I don't know. You know, my father wasn't really a big fan of Disneyland, but he liked it when I was happy and he did not want me to be depressed. My father worked very hard as a dad to try to not, he tried to make things good for his kids. And that was a thing that I can definitely attest to. All right, that's my podcast for today. I don't even know what I'm going to title it yet. I'm going to turn it off now. I'm going to do some stuff and then go ahead and edit it later. Okay, thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.